Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradigm. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. Hello, everyone. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. Joining me today is Zachary Beach. He is the CEO of Wicked Smart Inc., formerly the Smart Real Estate Coach. If you've listened to the show for a while, we had his business partner, Chris Prefontaine, on about six to seven months ago. And that was one of my favorite interviews. The stuff that they are doing at Wicked Smart I'm I'm hoping we're going to get a chance to talk about a lot of it because I'm going to tell you, I, I have become a passionate follower since then. Uh, we'll get to the end to talk a little bit about some of the books that they're going to be willing to give you guys. I've read some of them. They're fantastic. And I could not be more excited to get Zachary on here today. So Zachary, thank you so much for joining me. Eric, I, I'm excited. I mean, when I get to be interviewed by someone that uses their middle initial, I know that I am in the presence of greatness. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation. Or narcissism. You never really know what you're walking into. So you got to be. There's a decision that was made at some point in time that you said L is being part of my brand. So That's uh, maybe, maybe we can have that conversation uh, uh, where I get to interview at some point in time so we can find out all about that L. I'd love that. I'll tell you that story. I'll tell you that story, but not today. Um, hey, Zachary, the way that I start the show is always the same. Um, it's a Saturday afternoon. I've got the barbecue grill fired up. I've invited all of my friends over. My listeners are my friends. Would you start out by introducing yourself to my friends, please? Yeah, um, Zachary Beach. I yeah, I'm a I'm a father. Yeah, I'm a, a family man. I got I got two amazing kids three and five years old, Remy and Bellamy. Uh, I'm a husband. Uh, I am a big fan of being outside in the outdoors. If if I'm not working in the office here in Massachusetts, it's very likely you can find me up in Vermont someplace. Mm. Uh, we spend a lot of time in upstate Vermont. Uh, Stowe, it's like an hour and a half yeah. from the from the line. Um, yeah, I like to have fun. I'm, I'm also a big proponent of uh, health, working out in sports. I, I grew up playing football and baseball, but you know, you could find me playing pickup basketball at the YMCA on Friday mornings. I, um, now my son wants to start playing hockey. So I'm trying to learn how to skate. So no matter what, I like to do active things if I'm not inside the business, but at, at the deep core of it all, uh, I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm a creator. Uh, I'm mm. a, I'm a builder. Uh, I enjoy that. That's why I love, uh, being a CEO. That's why I love being, a partner in multiple businesses because that's where I get to find, you know, my artistic ability is within business. Yeah. Um, if if I wasn't so into business, I probably would have done something artistic. But I can't draw, but I can do <laughs> diagrams so that way I can show you what an org chart looks like or how we're going to strategically go after a mission. 
but at the end of the day, that that's who I am. I really like to uh, be spontaneous, create, uh, and I always I always have a lot of fun on podcasts, indoor, on stage as well. Uh, especially hanging out with fellow entrepreneurs as I'm extremely passionate about them as well. Oh, I love it. I love it. Hey, as we get started here, tell me as you look at as you look around, we're beginning, we're recording right now. It's January 2023. Um, as you look over the next 12 to maybe even 12 months to three or four years, what are you passionate about today? Yeah, right now I'm extremely passionate about the business in which I'm operating. Uh, and this is why. I, I know you said that you had my father-in-law, Chris, on, and he probably went over a lot of the technical details of how creative financing works. Uh, but we are at a very interesting impasse in the real estate world. Mm. We have this window for the next three to five years. This is what we truly believe. For the next three to five years, the niche that we're a part of, that we've been working so hard to build in the community that we've been building is now at a very pivotal point where most other real estate niches are trying to get a part of what we currently have. I mean, we mm. have some of the top coaches and or communities that are in other niches asking how they can collaborate with us because they're leaving money on the table or they see the opportunity uh, to get involved in creative financing. So uh, over the next, say, 12 to 36 months, that is my absolute uh, dagger right now when it comes to focus. And then from there, uh, we'll we'll see where things go. Um, but but for now, I mean, I'm extremely passionate about that because I want to help out all the entrepreneurs that are inside our community trying to buy and sell real estate, trying to change their lives, uh, because I know how important it is right now. And as a family, we have now kind of put our resources together as well. And we're diving into more and more investments right now because we hmm. see the opportunity in the next three to five years as well. That's yeah. Um, so let's. Talk, let's talk a bit about the stuff that you guys are doing. You you mentioned you guys have an event in March. This episode will be out before that. But I mean, so how with all this opportunity that exists right now inside of the current environment, how are you getting to live that passion out? And what are the things you guys are actively doing to help people like embrace this moment right now? Yeah, we have we've spent eight plus years now developing a very specific process to help people especially dedicated people tend to be W-2 employees looking mm. to transform and leave their jobs and become business owners. We spent you know, the better half of those eight years developing that process, which is supported by a community, which is supported by coaches, and which is also supported by systems uh, to ensure that they have success now as real estate investors. So we're doing all the nitty gritty. I mean, we have developed an amazing team that provides support unlike any other inside our industry uh, when it comes to uh, real estate investing. So we're just doing the nitty gritty. We're doing the unsexy things. Mm -hmm. We're focusing on transforming people's mindsets and also mm -hmm. transforming and helping them develop the right skill sets and the right systems to go from employed to now solopreneur most of the time or a small partnership to then eventually CEO of their business or portfolio. So we're going through multiple transformational processes and at the end of the day, it's about just doing the hard work and the consistent work um, mm -hmm. that uh, that is required when it when it comes to being a business owner. Um, when um, I was just recently, I, I had some time. I was I wasn't feeling very well over uh, over Chris's break, so I was watching Netflix, and I just recently watched that uh, Netflix uh, with Phil Stutz, uh, and he okay. is the psychologist for most of the celebrities out there. Uh, Jonah Hill interviews him. But he said there's three constants of reality. And he said that there's a constant of pain, constant of uncertainty, and a constant of constant hard work. 
Maybe. So all of our realities, no matter how far we try to go to avoid these things, these three things are consistently happening. And that's all we're doing with our uh, entrepreneurs is helping them through the pain, uh, helping them through the uncertainty or doing our best to provide foresight so that way they don't have as much uncertainty. We've mm -hmm. already lived that. And then showing them the actual constant work that needs to be done so they can compound on that uh, year over year. Because I'll, I'll tell you, uh, is it? I have a feeling you may ask me this later on, but one of the biggest challenges that I faced um, yep. was that I, uh, so I also watched another documentary based on uh, Prime, uh, Coach Prime. It's on, uh, it's on Prime Video, yep. uh, where he's now the, Deion Sanders is now the coach of Jackson State. And he talks about this thing where he says to his students, he says, you have to dominate before you elevate. Mm. Um, now, I'm constant go-getter, so I live in the future. Uh, I'm a visionary. I tend to live in the future. So yep. I'm, on, I'm honestly trying to elevate before I've dominated. And what I mean by that is over the past couple of years, I've been so focused on trying to elevate to, say, a CEO or the best business owner possible that I forgot to dominate the COO role that I was constantly in. And that brought a lot of pain and turmoil that I had because I wanted to be here and I was here. And I, the only way I could get to being the CEO or the, the better business owner was if I really dominated the COO position. Yeah. So for those of you that are listening, if you're not in either one of those titles, really all it means is wherever you're currently at today, just focus on dominating that because that will propel you and set you up for the next level of success or the next reign that you're trying to get to. Um, so I was just constantly going through that challenge. So what we help students do is focus on where they're currently at. Hey, you, mm. you haven't left your job just yet. You're yep. a W-2 employee. How do we help you be really good at a part-time real estate investor? And then when we make that transformation, how do we become really good at being a full-time real estate investor? And then from there, how do we start moving you into becoming a business owner? Uh, yeah. So that's what we're constantly doing. And uh, I won't bore you with the details like making phone calls, working on scripts and structuring the deals. But that's in a nutshell, that's what we're just doing consistently with our students right now. That. That sounds so valuable, especially right now, because one of the things you, you've alluded to um, is just, I think mindset is the num most important thing. I, I call myself the mindset disruption strategist, right? I mean, it's mindset is what will get you from here to there. And without it, you'll stay. And what you don't recognize is your limiting mindset is the thing that's holding you back anyway, you know? And so that's so I powerful. I couldn't agree with you more, Eric. I couldn't and agree again? with you more. And I, and I don't mean to cut you off. I couldn't agree with you more. Because I'm a big proponent of mindset over skill set. Because yes. you don't acquire the skill set until you require the mindset. Right? Yes. You're never going to develop the want or the need for the skill sets until you develop the mindset. Because the reality is most of the people we work with, they're stepping out of a completely different comfort mm. zone. Like they are stepping way out of their comfort zone. Because they're not just learning how to become real estate investors. They're learning how to become entrepreneurs. Yeah. And with that, there's a whole skill set in itself there. So right. being able to elevate your mindset before you take on that next thing is extremely important if you want to see success. Because if not, you kind of get stuck in the mud until you uh, focus on the mindset, then the skill sets will come. So let's talk about your own journey, because I think sometimes people would take for granted, oh, well, this guy's kind of always had it figured out. I mean, Zachary <laughs> has had it figured out from day one. He's always had the right mindset, so I could never do this. Could you tell everybody kind of about the obstacles and about your own journey of shifting your mindset to get to where you are today? Yeah, I wish I had it all figured out. I still don't have it figured out. <laughs> it may it may sound good, and that's just because of the lessons that I've gone through and the experience right. that I had, or 
they call it wisdom, which means that you go to the people that already went through it and you just take their lessons sure. uh, and don't have to live them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up with a single mother, uh, a father that was constantly in and out of my life. Um, I, as young age as like fourth grade, I started using drugs. So, mm. you know, I was, I went through a, a very, uh, a very un, uh, say not a normal childhood. I had to grow up really fast. Um, so I, you know, I went through that proponent of my life for a good period of time. I, I was, I didn't even get off of drugs until I was probably in my early twenties. Uh, so I found addiction really fast and it was, it was normal for the, the, I should say normal, the people that I hung out with, it was normal. Um, we all were, my mom was an amazing mother, but at the end of the day, it's hard to raise a son if you're not a father. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of out there doing my own thing. And a lot of my friends also didn't have fathers. So we were, we were trying to figure out how to become men, uh, mm. through a very, you know, through, through, uh, through an unselective process. It wasn't fun. No. Um, so during that time frame, I, I was trying to figure out my life. I was going through hurt and turmoil. I was trying to figure out things. And, you know, I found using drugs was the, the way to, to make me feel better. Right. Um, so it wasn't until, uh, really, it wasn't until I, I started to, uh, um, I, I started to need, I started to become in a leadership type position is the best way to put it. And that was, by the time I was a senior in high school, I became a, a captain of the football team. And okay. at that point in time, I realized that other people looked up to me. Because mm. uh, besides then, I was just, you know, kind of floating through things. So sports kept me from completely falling off the rails, but it didn't keep me on on the straight and narrow. Mm. Um so that was like my first lesson in leadership. But then that, you know, dissipates as you go off to college, uh, as I didn't play sports in college because I tore my ACL as a young kid and, you know, kind of destroyed my body. Uh, so it wasn't until uh, I really hit rock bottom. I was, I, write, I wrote this uh, in one of the first chapters of our first Amazon bestseller book and the revised version, Realistic on Your Terms. And I, I talk about how I had this panic attack in the middle of the night. Mm. And I yelled down to my mom as I happened to be at my house that weekend. It was the night of Thanksgiving. Um, and I tell her, hey, and I, you know, kind of spill everything to her because I thought I was going to die because I was having another major panic attack. My dad just passed away in the, you know, the last 12 months. And oh, wow. I didn't make things. Yeah, you know, I wasn't able to emotionally accept things at that time. Yeah. Uh, but that is when my journey really began with development. So all of this crap you know happens and kind of comes to my head when i was like just about 20 years old 21 years old and at that point in time i knew that there was really uh two ways at least i thought there was about two ways in order to start the recovery process mm -hmm. you know i did all the ad care and the outpatient therapy and things like that um but there was two ways in which i, I needed to work on this process one was physically and two was mentally and up until that point, I didn't know how to mentally work on anything. I didn't read many books. I just, you know, you know what I mean? I, I wasn't into that development yet. Um, so I started working on myself physically. Uh, right. I started going to the gym. Because when when you read Truck Bum as like being an addict, uh, your self-confidence is destroyed. Mm. So you have to start with somewhere to build confidence. So I just started working on my body. And then while I was at the gym, I said, hey, instead of listening to music, there's going to be some type of motivational thing that could pour into me. So I just started watching YouTube videos or listening to YouTube videos of like Tony Robbins and Les Brown and Bob Proctor. And that's really where my personal development journey began. It just was I needed somebody else to tell me how awesome I was mm. or for me to understand that other people went through challenges in yeah. order for me to build my self-confidence because I didn't have it. So I needed somebody else to tell me. 
Yeah. Uh, so I started doing that and then eventually found Bob Proctor, who I ended up spending a lot more time with, meaning I would attend his events and started going through some of his programs. And that's really where my development start in my early 20s. And that's why I'm a huge proponent of development, because every single time that I was able to make a dramatic shift in my world, uh, I could always relate to like the prior six months of development that I had on myself. Mm. And then my income would rise or, you know, my lifestyle would change or my perspective would change, which would help me make better decisions. And it was always reaching internally. So anytime I'm working with the leaders of our team, I always say, look, the number one thing we have to do right now is just focus on you. Because if you grow, everyone else grows, the department grows, the, the, the company grows. So that's really where things started for me. So when you when you talk about Zach having it figured out, again, I'm still trying to figure out things in life. Uh, because the moment I the moment I figure it all out, I think I'll be bored and, and I need to figure out a different room to be in. Where did things where did you really see things begin to shift? I mean, you, you're running multiple businesses now. You um, a lot of things in real estate. What was really kind of the the catalyst moment or the kind of the shift for you that brought you into this space and this opportunity? You know, I wish there was one because I, you know, I always look back. I'm like, one day there's going to be a movie on Zach and they're going to show like this great scene and these shifts. It, it's all incremental shifts. Um, mm. And most of the time, especially with something like a personality like me is you don't even realize those shifts until you look back and you're like, and you take a break. Because uh, I am one of those like nose to the grindstone type people because that is how I've gotten everything in life. Yeah. Uh, and that's only going to work for a period of time. I need to start making some shifts there uh, as well. But the at the end of the day, it's just been incremental shifts year in and year. It's just really been consistency. Mm. Uh, and then when I look back, I say, oh, okay, well, what was the change? Uh, and a lot of the change happened through turmoil. Uh, I, the lessons learned is how do I handle the pressure when things were challenging? Like last year, our company went through a major shift and we actually made a majority of our revenue in the last trimester. So the wow. first two trimesters are extremely rocky. But what did we do during that time frame? It developed all of our leaders. It built bigger belief because we hit all of our goals this year, uh, it personally and for the team. Uh, but also we developed new systems and processes in order to ensure that that doesn't happen again. So mm -hmm. That has just created because we went through turmoil. Also, our, our real estate investment company in two, 2019, because when I joined the family, uh, me and my wife at the same time, and I left being a bartender and personal trainer, because uh, what does somebody that used to be an act do? They go get a bartending job. <laughs> uh, so that's what I did coming out of college. See, I got it all figured out. You got it all figured uh, out. So I did that for almost five years, and then I ended up shifting and um, and working with my father-in-law, Chris, and that's really where my real estate investment career started picking up. But during that time frame, our family kind of got together, and we started doing a lot of deals. But during that time frame that we were doing deals, we were accepting bad buyers, which we didn't feel the effect for about three years. Wow. And then all of a sudden, shit hit the fan, right? Uh, and at that point in time, that's when... 2019 happened and we had a lot of challenges during that time frame points in which I didn't want to show up to meetings because it was like, what's the next problem? Not mm -hmm. where are the success? What's the next problem? But that experience of 2019 completely changed our systems and process. So now our students have that foresight, have that. Uh, so now we have those stop gaps to ensure that we don't do make those mistakes anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's always through the turmoil that that development comes. So I know it's a long answer for your question, but at the other day, it wasn't like one thing. It's just been the consistency and the hard work 
uh, time over time, that's eventually led to where I currently am right now. I, I wish I remember who said this, but I remember at one time I heard a quote, which was we underestimate or we, we overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in five years if we'll embrace the incremental part of change. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more because uh, that's what I mean by look backs. And my wife forces me to do that. Uh, I'm not a natural person um, that says, hey, I want to reflect on everything. No, I learned uh, majority of my life at the beginning, my brain power was survival. Like I was just trying to survive. Yeah. The money yeah. never made it to the end of the week. Uh, growing up with a single mom uh, who was a cashier at Lowe's, like there was survival consistently. So we just worried about today. Um, and then now as I developed as a leader and as a business owner, I have to, the, the, the new learned piece of me says, all right, we need to reflect and ensure that I make adjustments. Uh, so that way I can be the better person for tomorrow, which yeah. is a new learned skill through that time frame. So, but as I reflected, yeah, absolutely. I'm in, I'm in a position where I couldn't have imagined, uh, three years ago. Uh, but if I look at the next 12 months, um, yeah, you know, I want to accomplish way more than it's probably physically possible. <laughs> hey, the name of the show is Redefining Success. When you were younger and really struggling and maybe even in your teens, what what did you think success was at that point? How do you think you define success? Uh, it was just money, money driven. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a, I was a poor kid in a rich town. Okay. Um, so I always wanted to live on the other side of town, which I eventually did. Because we moved back this year to my hometown to raise our kids. Did you? And I told my wife, I am not moving back to Shrewsbury, Massachusetts until we live on the other side of town, which is, <laughs> uh, of course, the town she, the side she grew up in. Yeah. Um, so my success was there's, there's this amazing neighborhoods on the other side of town. They all have the big houses. Uh, they all have the entrepreneurs and the business owners that had all the money. So I thought success was entrepreneurship. Uh, in money. Those are the only two ways I could define it because I didn't know anything else in between. Um, so if, and if I was going to ask you today, how would you, how would you define success today? Was accurate with where you are right now? What's success? Yeah. Success to me is, is my personal goals being reached. Um, whether that's money driven impact, um, legacy, business building, um, I think success just comes in the form of can you set a goal or can I set a goal and achieve that goal um, based upon, you know, my my hard work, my resources in order to make that happen. Uh, and I say that because my biggest fear isn't failure. My biggest fear is not living up to my full potential. Mm. Um, so, you know, they, Les Brown always had that story where he said, oh, when you die and you're laying in your bed and the ghosts come back uh, and they say, why couldn't you have done that? Like, I know I'm butchering that, but that's yeah. that's really the fear of my age. So I always want to know, hey, can I set higher, bigger goals? Uh, and I and I know as I get older, I'm sure that there's going to be some 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 additional shifts in success sure. when it comes to uh, what things would happen. But as I sit here today, it's can I set the goals? Can I rally the troops? Can I get the resources together? Can I make an impact? Can I reach that goal? And that would determine my success. What a, what does impact mean to you? What is I want to I want to sit on two yeah. questions real quick. Sure. What does impact mean as you stand today, and what does legacy mean as you stand today? Yeah, good, fantastic questions. Uh, 
And as you can hear, I'm repeating back the question so I can think here first. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so impact. Um, when, I, when I think of the word impact, I really just think of the effect in which I have on others that are either directly touching or that my network or the companies that I own directly touch. Okay. Uh, so so I listened to and I created a, a life statement um, mm. about two years ago. And I listened to it every single morning at like 5.30 a.m. when I'm driving to the gym. I just quickly put it on. It's in my notes. Um, and part of it is that, you know, I want to affect a certain amount of people. Uh, and when I say impact, it's all right. When And this also affects legacy. And that's because where I grew up, the Beach family name, if anything, didn't have a good appeal. Mm. Um, my family, the Beach family, very blue collar, uh, went through very challenging situations, very similar to myself and never left. Mm. Um so when I'm thinking of impact, it's like, all right, well, the companies and or the uh, projects that Zach's involved with positively affects certain amount of people in a certain way. So we, we create a certain feeling in order to help people uh, continue to grow with their lives. And that really just leads into the, the next level, which is legacy, which is uh, one of the number one things I believe I am here today. And that is exactly what Ed Milet said, which is the one. Right. He talks about there's usually the one person in the family tree that made a dramatic change mm. that affected the rest of the family tree. Yeah. Uh, and I believe that I am the one when it comes to the direct effect of the rest of my family by the things that I'm doing today that could directly impact the rest of the family. So when I look at legacy, I just want people to know, like, all right, Zach was the one mm. that if he continued on the path that he was originally going our family could have a dramatically different um, reality, but yeah. because he made these adjustments, because he constantly thought about the future uh, that the family tree is now in a completely different space. Mm. I like that. I like that. Thank you for letting me challenge you a little bit. Hey, oh, I love it. Daggery, we're getting a little bit close to the end of the show here. Is there anything I did not get to ask you about that you wanted to make sure you had some time to talk about? Uh, that's a great question. Um, no, Eric, I think we've I think we've covered a lot, and the reason why I'm I'm less likely to say you didn't ask me questions, you know, specifically to our business and things like that, is because you spent six months ago with my father-in-law that went through all the technicalities. So I just yeah. encourage people to go back and listen to that. That's why we make a very good dynamic partnership, uh, as him being the founder and the tactician when yeah. it comes to these types of real estate deals, and then me being the operator and CEO, we're able to really blend those together in order to create a successful business. So I just encourage you guys to go back and listen to that one as well, as if you're interested in really being a part of real estate and really leaving your W-2 job or creating supplemental income, then we have a fantastic model in order for you to do so, because it's more about the transformation of your life, your perspective, your mindset, your skill set, your systems, than it is actually about investing in real estate. Yeah. Once we can create that transformation mentally, then you're going to see opportunities that you never saw before that uh, just in general for investment. Because what we what we can clearly do is pull the wool from your eyes and say, you know, the houses that you drive by, you don't actually have to put down 20 percent. You don't have to have a large amount of money in your bank account or go get bank loans. You yeah. can by simply having a conversation, solve someone's problem, be able to take over that property tomorrow in a very... Uh, I would say easy way, but in a systematic way. Yeah. Um, and if and if they want to find out more about that, we can certainly send them the event or even get a free book in their hand as well. 
Yeah. So part of the promotion on this, you may not, you may or may not remember Zachary, that you've got two free books that you guys are offering to all the listeners, uh, real estate on your terms and deal structure over time. As I told you guys, when we started the show, I love deal structure over time. That's going to be, we'll put it in the show notes, but wickedsmartbooks.com backslash kingdom. And then what'd you say? Wicked smart events. Uh, it's just wicked smart summit, uh, Summit. wickedsmartsummit.com forward slash kingdom. Uh, so we have two live events a year. Um, this one's in March uh, 29th, 30th, and 31st for the VIPs. Highly encourage a VIP ticket, but general mission will definitely get you in the door. Uh, where we bring all of our real estate investors, either the ones that we're currently working with and helping them build their business, and outside uh, brand new real estate investors as well, or seasoned real estate investors that they want to participate. Uh, at any given time, we're controlling 60 to $100 million worth of real estate. Wow. Uh, inside that room with our students, um, with little to no money down, without personally signing on debt, uh, without going to banks. Uh, so these are the types of people you want to be surrounded with uh, that make a giant impact on what your 2023 is going to look like. Uh, so I would encourage you to mark that down your calendar, go get a ticket. Uh, and then uh, our support team will be in touch with you in order uh, to make sure that you have a fantastic experience. Yeah, that, and then I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I've loved you guys' YouTube channel, just being as a resource to go in and just kind of watch some of the deals and some of the conversations that happen on that channel as well um, has been fantastic for me. Oh, yeah. Every um, every Sunday for the past like four years, we produce a deal structure Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so either we have a student or we have one of our deals or we analyze a previous deal and we go deep uh, into the deal so that way you can see where the deal came from, what the motivations were from the seller, what were the financials and the terms of the deal? How did we exit? Where do we find the buyer? You name it, the entire deal. Uh, so that's a fantastic resource for you to start to see the potential when it comes to this uh, creative financing. Because really, if you can go in with an open mind, yeah, um, it will completely shift your perspective on how you can buy and sell real estate. Uh, that's, yeah. I love what you guys are doing, Zachary. I really appreciate you being on today. Um, Last question is always the same. In three generations, what do you hope your great-grandchildren remember about you? Yeah, I think I'll just go back to what I said earlier. He was he was the one that made the shift. Yeah. Um, I think if we can always go back to um, where some decisions that needed to be made, the hard decisions that need to be made in order to secure the Beach family's uh, future vision, uh, that Zach was willing to do it, willing to put in the hard work and the effort. Uh, and my hopes is that my investments, my businesses will continue to be living on at that point in time and continue to pay my family. Uh, so that way they are the next, uh, the next trust family, next trust family babies uh, here soon enough. Very good. Very good. Zachary, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being real. I mean, you were, I, I loved just your story. And I know it's going to be a great encouragement to our audience. And I just would encourage you all uh, to follow the show links, get access to the books, get access to the um, event and follow what they're doing over at Wicked Smart. It's it's some of the most important, real. it's some of the most impressive work in the real estate space that I've seen. As Zachary said, over the next three years, it looks like there's an incredible opportunity there. So Zachary, thank you for being on today and telling your story. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate your time. All right. So we'll be back with you again next time. Have a fantastic day, everyone. God bless you.
Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavant.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.